Spoilers That Are Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable characters to see if they could become something more to see if they could work together when we needed them. So when the Mushroom Kingdom needed them most, they could fight the battles that we never could. Super Mario RPG is the story of the Mushroom Kingdom Avengers, Mario and the Princess, <laughs> teaming up with Bowser, Pinocchio, and Humpty Dumpty to defend their world from a never-ending supply of mini-bosses. Wow. It's basically Age of Ultron with Mario characters. There you have it. Okay. That's Super Mario RPG. Were you reading the Age of Ultron description or something? Is that like the back? No, of the- the, there was an idea. It's the, from the Avengers. It's from uh, Infinity War. Dan, are you kidding me? Are you, you're a Marvel nerd. I'm not. Oh, everybody knows there was an idea. Uh, does do you? Don't, okay, this is what it is. You don't watch trailers. You don't watch uh, movie trailers. It's I, one of the most iconic movie trailers of all time. They went back and they took that iconic scene from the Avengers where Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, he pulls together the team when they're about to lose it. And then they go back to that, that speech in the infinity war trailer. And it's like, Oh my goodness. It's, we're, we're coming back to that. Oh, see, this is what you miss out on. Sometimes you miss these cultural moments okay. when you skip movie trailers. So this is super Mario RPG is the Avengers trailer. Basically, I mean, like, how else can you explain the fact that Mario is teaming up with his arch nemesis? Like, there's got there's got to be you know something greater on the line. So they're they're coming together to fight Smithy. How could you explain it? Well, you play the game. They yep. explain it in the game. They do, but like, if you don't want to sit down for seventeen hours, you could just you know. I was just trying to summarize it so oh, we didn't have to seventeen play hours. Whole, I don't know how long was this game. So if that's seventeen hours if you don't play the last two hours. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I have no way of of knowing how many hours I put into this game because for some reason there's no clock on the save state. Yeah. There's no, yeah. So I have no clue how long I played this game for. Just not the last two hours. No, you I didn't play the, the last. You only played the first seventeen. I didn't play the last thirty minutes of the game because <laughs> I ran out of time. Like I watched it on YouTube, I ran out of time. He didn't play the last thirty minutes because he didn't want the game to end. Yeah, he, just, he wanted it to feel like they could go on forever. You know what's funny about that? My sister-in-law, the biggest Lost fan I've ever met. Like when Lost was out, that was like her life, right? Yeah. Like you mentioned any of the numbers, like the lotto numbers from that show, and she would just like like boom her brain was in lost mode <laughs> okay she's never watched the season the the series finale because she doesn't want it to end yeah well i know very little about lost but i think the the finale was generally not particularly satisfying for people uh no i i mean there's no way to wrap up something like that when yeah. you got so many mysteries or whatever but yeah I mean, most people watched the the finale that were <laughs> as invested in it as she is, but, but maybe that's how I am with this game. Maybe I just don't want it to end. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I, I did right. go and watch the ending on YouTube at two x speed before I came oh, over here, so okay. I could know what uh, <laughs> know what actually happens. We did it again, folks. There's a trend here. No, okay, this is very different. <laughs> Last time I quit after disc one of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII because there was just way too much and I was done with it. That's not what happened here. I, I played until the 
the wee hours of the morning, and I just had to. I had to. I ran out of time. <sighs> Hold on to your butts, JRPG fans. Worth no, it or worthless? Stop. Did it again. Here we go. It's no. it's worth it or worthless. A couple of beat 'em up fans played another RPG. <laughs> no, that's not what's happening here. Give us some fun facts. And stop picking on me. Yeah, let's uh, let's try to. Um, Let's try to to scrape together the pieces of this already flaming derailed train. What are you uh, talking back about? Back into it's a Super fine. Mario RPG it's episode. It's fine. <laughs> For like four minutes, we've been talking about the Avengers and Lost, <laughs> and it not all, Super Mario RPG. It's all connected. It's all. Connected. It is all connected. Uh, okay, so we got some fun facts. Now, this game developed by Square, published by Nintendo. Nintendo's like, hey. What if we got those those developers who make those RPGs that everybody likes? Yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, other ones. Other other ones that some people like. <laughs> I don't want to say any because I'm like, is that one by Square? I don't know. I'm like, oh yeah. This is <laughs> who, who knows. Prepare yourself for this episode, please. <laughs> So anyways, Nintendo's like, let's go get the RPG people and we're going to make an RPG with our characters. And so uh, developed and published, or developed by Square, published by Nintendo, released in Japan, March of 96, released in North America, May of 1996. All right. Uh, this was the final Mario game. This comes from Wikipedia. All of this stuff comes from Wikipedia, by the way. Shout out to Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia. Uh, it was the first Mario game published for the Super Nintendo, and the final, or it was the final Mario game published for the Super Nintendo, and it was the final Square game released in America on the Super Nintendo. All right. So this was late '96. I mean, the uh, the N64 was coming out a few yeah, months. Yes, it was on the verge. This, which I mean, I think this game does show itself. I think it takes advantage of the Super Nintendo in a really interesting way. Oh, yeah. The graphics systems, all that stuff. Uh, Miyamoto produced the game. As he does. As he does. <laughs> kind of just assume. Yeah, it's, I, was, I was expecting it's, a little more like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, a, sure. it's a Mario game. Yeah. Uh, I would just assume it would, yeah. I would feel strange if he hadn't. I just thought you didn't know that because you didn't see the credits. Um, I, okay. Super Mario RPG is... The- I should have just—I should have just lied to you. I guess that's the the moral of the story. Is you should have. I was like, don't honestly tell you what happened. Guys, he walked in today, and I was like, oh no. I, I crushed him today. Is this a thing? Yeah. Rub it in, Dan. Oh, I have two working legs. I can walk. I can stop. That's not at all. That is not at all. I'm don't. just trying to get back at you because you're making fun of me for my not completing the last 20 minutes of this game. What is that? What's that thing from Waterboy? Don't you put that evil on me, Baba Boucher. <laughs> like, <laughs> something, something like that. Uh, it's the first RPG in the Mario RPG franchise, which, you know, if you're unfamiliar, there's some, I think, one or two on Game Boy Advance. There's a couple on the DS. Uh, Paper Mario, I think this paved the way for that as well. Um, this, I think, gave Nintendo... I don't know if it's... This game was, I think, more successful than they anticipated, yeah. Um, and so I think it was like, oh, Mario RPGs is a thing that we could keep doing. And uh, you I think can... it always is a pretty safe bet when you're playing these games. I don't think there are Mario RPGs that people don't like. That We've I'm had pretty much every flavor of Mario game now. Yeah. I mean, um, thinking to last a couple of years ago when Ubisoft released the Mario and Rabbids. Uh, yeah. 
what kind of what do you call that kind of game? Tactics? Is yeah, it? like a tactics game. Okay. It's like XCOM man, clone. Or something? You got all the different sports games. You got RPG. Yep. You got your platformers. We need a Mario uh, deck building game. And then maybe he'll hit uh, he'll hit, yeah. hit every genre. Well, he's the everyman, you know. He he yeah. does he does it all. He's a doctor. He's a construction worker. I think he's in Wrecking Crew. Um, he's a, a pest control, right? Wasn't he in the bad guy in uh, Mario or Donkey Kong Three? Yeah. First and foremost, he was a plumber. Plumber. Well, no, he wasn't a plumber. He was a jump man. He was like wow, a construction what is, worker. What is right? ju- plumbers are can be working in construction, you know, and then be he a was a contracted plumber. And then they were the Mario bros, you know, which I think he's a brother, which is cleaning out the, part of his aspect. Not yeah. so much in this game. Uh, you would maybe never even know that he had a brother until yeah. the credits. I think, <laughs> uh, he's in the instruction manual. I don't know if you read the instruction manual. On this I one, did not on this, but one. there's a blurb in Louis. like Luigi's like the one narrating the, the instruction manual. And he's like, I'm not part of this adventure, but I'm going to teach you how to play the game. <laughs> I'm not part of this adventure. Yeah, something. Wow. Okay. And then I think Luigi's actually in the credits. As yeah. Well. He was in the credits. Yeah. So that I watched. Yeah, of course. So, and then later on, you know, they were, I don't know if Luigi, I've never played a Paper Mario game. I'm sorry. I think I probably need to, but he's in the Mario and Luigi games for the the RPGs and the DS. So I don't know why they were like, let's put Peach. Let's let's, okay. It's going to be Mario and Bowser and Toadstool. 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 That's what they call Princess Um, Peach in this game is just straight up Toadstool. And I kept getting confused and think I was like, I'd be reading stuff online and they're like, have Toadstool in your party. I was like, I don't even have Toad yet. Yeah. But it wasn't Toad. It was Toadstool. I like to call her Peach Toadstool. Um, That's, I like to articulate. Oh, that's like her last name? Yeah. Peach Toadstool. This was a very formal game. Yeah. (laughs) They could be going by last names because Mario's last name is Mario. Yes. Luigi's last name is Mario, so they usually call him Mario. That's probably why they didn't have him in this game. It would have been confusing since they were using last names. And Bowser's, he's Koopa Bowser. (laughs) Koopa Bowser. King Koopa Bowser. Yeah. Or is it Bowser Koopa? Nobody could say for sure. Maybe it's maybe it gets mixed up with Japanese how they do their last name first. <clears throat> well, based on the, the Super Mario Brothers movie lore, it's like Vote Koopa. They don't really call him Bowser. So whatever, man. All right, you got any more fun facts? Um, <laughs> and I don't even know when they started calling him Bowser. I don't know if they call him Bowser in Super Mario Brothers because I think he's a he's King Koopa in that game. So I don't know if it was a Japanese version thing where he was like Bowser or like, who knows? Nobody can say for sure. Somebody maybe, could. Maybe Miyamoto could. Maybe the, uh, yeah. I think he's the one who was like Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. They're brothers. Sure. <laughs> well, maybe the new the new Mario movie will give us some. I haven't seen anything really, but I heard they Nintendo just announced some stuff in the direct. Just the cast list. Just the cast list. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it's better than the original Mario movie, but I'm not going to hold my breath. (laughs) It's not going to be live action, so it it can't be worse. (laughs) It can. Uh, All right, Jordan, a a couple more little tiny fun facts. So I said that the game was released in Japan and North America. Yeah. Well, it wasn't released in PAL regions and... Europe. Australia. Australia and Europe. Yeah. Until 2008 when it was released on the Wii Virtual Console. Real glad that wasn't what I chose for the trivia today. Yeah. Because that was was an option. 
And furthermore, it said it wasn't originally released in PAL regions due to needing to optimize it for PAL TVs and translating it into multiple languages. Which is literally what they have to do for every game. So I don't really understand that excuse other than the fact that this was at the end of the Super Nintendo life cycle. And maybe they didn't really believe that it was going to sell very well. Yeah. Well, I think that they... Yeah. I think in the first month of sales, I can't remember the exact figures they sold way more than they thought and they were realized i think the target was 500,000 for the, like the the first year or something or for yeah. 6 months and they were like oh we're going to pass that so it was like it was well received i think it was underprinted early on kind of a thing um so maybe this is part of why um square and nintendo kind of had a falling out maybe because yeah. square believed in this game and nintendo didn't that's just totally me making stuff up but who knows it's you know it's on the internet now so it must yeah. be true yep 100%. 100%. Drew, that's all my fun facts. Those those were pretty fun. Yeah. So this game, um, this is a video game. Uh, it's Mario and it's an RPG. And do you want to talk about what the game did well? Yes, please. <laughs> please. Let's let's do that before you do any more of whatever the heck that just was. I don't was. know what I'm trying to say. But let's right. talk about what the game did well. Let's. <laughs> Jordan the first thing on my list is the uh, the game is funny the sense of humor of this game the story the jokes the animation um, there's like a lot of like I character my, it yeah, has a lot of character there are there are a lot of characters in no the no, game. no 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 it has um, a lot of character <laughs> uh, I found myself laughing at this game way more than I thought I would yes that was my first point too that it has a ton of characters not <laughs> look what you've done to me it has a lot of it, there character. are a lot of NPCs it's oh an RPG you gotta talk to you gotta read text boxes stop it it's awful well that's part of it though that it actually does feel vibrant like yeah. you have like all these different worlds and lots of NPCs and they, it actually like feels kind of fleshed out but like you said the game has a lot of character you have these cutscenes where Mario's doing wacky stuff and Bowser's showing all this emotion. You get more personality with Bowser yeah. in this game than probably every other Mario game combined. Yeah, one of the other things I have written down is it feels like it adds life to the Mario universe as a whole. Yeah, it feels very lived in. Yeah. Like this is like the the reason they're coming together to save their world is because their world is actually worth saving, which you don't yeah. fully get to like understand the value of the Mushroom Kingdom in any other Mario game before this. Like this is a world overrun with monsters. Like maybe we should just move somewhere else. Yeah, it's like, and it's it's interesting the way that um, you get thrown into this game. You're like, oh, it's a Mario game. You know, you've you've been to Dino Land and Super Mario World, and you've been to the Mushroom Kingdom and Super Mario Brothers, and then you're kind of this. uh, It starts off with you saving Princess Peach as per usual. Yeah. I, w- I thought I was like, is this? Are we doing this again? Yeah, but it, it was. It was tricking you. It was. It was subverting your expectations, a la Ryan Johnson. Yeah, and then uh, it <laughs> stop. I don't. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> I thought. Don't I was get me started. I'm trying there. to. I've got a train of thought going, and you're trying to derail me even more. Um, but on your adventure, you encountered this, this like cauliflower-looking boy named Mallow. 
Um, I thought he was a big egg. Like that's why I called him yeah. Humpty Dumpty in the intro because he just looks like an egg wearing pants. And then um, he's like, "I'm a tadpole." And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're not a tadpole. You're buddy. not a tadpole. And then you meet, you know, Frog Fuchsius or whatever. And it's like, you came down the river. And then, like, the point is, then you get to this entire species later on of these sentient um, cloud beings. Yeah. Well, I was trying to not spoil it. But yes, the Final Fantasy reference is, is there. It's an entire Wait, what? cloud. Never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fun fact I didn't put in here. Cloud from Final Fantasy VII is actually named after Nimbus Land from Super Mario RPG. <laughs> because they are clouds. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's that's why. But anyways, the point... Like, and the, uh, his last name, Strife, comes from the fact that in Super Mario RPG, there was a lot of strife between yes. the good guys and the bad guys. <laughs> well, there actually is like kind of a Final Fantasy reference, sort of, in this game. Did you fight the secret boss? Who's the secret boss? All right, never mind. Did you get the shiny stone? No, of course you didn't. I don't know. What, I, maybe? Did you buy the fireworks? And t- never mind. No, no. All I right. Did, that sounds complicated. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Never mind. <laughs> Is this something you had to look up online or that you accidentally No, I out? tripped into it. Oh, that's awesome. Because I was like, oh, if I, I, you have to buy an item for 500 coins, fireworks. And this other person's like, if I had some fireworks, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to this other shop in the same town and they're like want to buy some fireworks cool they give me a shiny stone i'm like i can probably sell the shiny stone for more than the 500 that i paid and then so i take the shiny stone to the stop to the shop and i think it was worth like two coins i was like oh no that must be a key item don't sell that i was like and so i think i was streaming at the time because i streamed four or five times of my playthrough of this and somebody i think was like side quest i'm like okay Oh, see, right. you got some help. So I'll hold on to the the shiny stone that I'm really mad that I just spent a lot of my coins. Because I think I had like That's a lot 600 of coins. coins at the time. Yeah, no, 500 is a lot at any point in this game because you can only hold 999. Yeah, and so later on I get to Monstro Town, yeah. which is a town filled with reformed monsters. Yeah. Um, I was, shout out to the MarioWiki.com, which helped me through this. It's like gave me like a little blurb about every place i think oh did you go up like to the dojo is that what this well well no there's a door in there that you need the shiny stone to unlock and then that door like takes you to another dimension where the boss will basically one shot your entire party when you walk in sounds fun but you can get a really good item from beating the boss he just wiped me like three times i was like i'm not nope we're good i'm like maybe i'll come back maybe i won't maybe i didn't so i never beat the secret boss uh, we're still talking about the world. <laughs> anyway, that, so I guess the boss is some kind of a nod to Final Fantasy. Okay. Uh, I think his name is 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 it's C U L E X. I don't know if it's Sulex or Kulex. Oh. Kulex. Um, so I don't know, but apparently it's like a Final Fantasy kind of reference. Yeah. So there's a lot of depth to the world. So yes, the a world. A lot of character in yeah. the world. But one of the things that to, you know to to try to tie a bow on the humor of this game. The animations in this game are surprisingly funny. Yes. Um, the way that the game, I mean, it's an RPG. You get a lot of text boxes, but like the way that Mario, he's like jumping up and down or like he's turning into different characters when he's telling a story to somebody yep. or like um, Bowser's crying or yes, uh, there's, there's, I was, I found myself surprised at the level of, animation storytelling in this that made me laugh yep 
I, I totally agree. That was the first thing on my list. It instantly made me be like, man, this game is has a lot more than I expected, and yeah. it, it pulls you in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, next thing on my list is the equipment and item system isn't overly cumbersome. Um, so in a lot of RPGs, you have, you know, a bunch of, you've got like gloves and a helmet and a chest piece and weapons and a left-hand weapon and a right-hand weapon and boots. Oh, like, gotcha. Yeah. It's very, you know, there's a lot of depth to how you can build your character. You've got a weapon, some armor and held item. Yeah. And it's, it's a nice simplification where I get to the new town, I visit the shop, he's probably selling me a better piece of armor. Yeah. Um, and I just equip it and I can sell the old one. Um, and I really liked the fact that I didn't have to spend a bunch of time. Now, there are items in this game where yeah. you can spec out your characters, where one, you know, you can buy an item with frog coins that gives you double XP. Yeah. Or you can have an item that gives a character plus 20 speed. Or there's a bunch of stuff in here where the accessories can kind of do different things with your characters. Uh, but largely it's like weapon, armor, accessory. And yeah. I like that simplification because as somebody who's not like a big JRPG fan in general, yep, it just felt good to me to not have to worry about that to enjoy this game. Yeah, there's some games where like you're constantly like worried about like do I have the best loadout? Do I have the best build for my characters? Yeah. Like am I going to screw this whole thing up? I think that you can make it through this whole game regardless of what you do. Like I kind of talked about that back when we did Knights of the Old Republic. Like it doesn't really really matter how you build your character out. Like you're going to be able to make it through the game. And I did terribly like with the way that I use my stat points on my characters and I still I'm going to be able yeah. to beat this game. So don't worry about it too much, but in replays, you'll have a whole lot of extra options. Be like, oh, what was this? What could I do differently? Yeah. Uh, and another thing, Jordan, speaking of the, like the simplicity of the, the item, well, I think simple is a good way of describing a lot of the things in this game. It's very much in the same, not in the same way, but in a similar feeling of like Pokemon introduced me to what an RPG was. Yeah. It was accessible. This kind of... Did, did something similar in a Mario kind of way. Yeah. Um, so like the leveling system is simple in this. And I kind of like that because you're always, you always have three members in your party. Yep. You can swap them out how you want, but they're all getting XP. I yes. like the global XP that so if, good. You, if you want to just use Gino and then you don't want to use him and you want to use Bowser instead. Like it's really cool that I don't have to worry about certain characters getting farther and farther behind because I haven't been using them. Yes. That was genius. It makes this game so much more accessible. I, I love that call. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that <laughs> so much, so much less grindy when yeah. you do it that way. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I enjoy that's again, like, a, a, a very unique like RPG thing to me is the countering and boost system when you attack. It's like a lot of RPGs are pick an attack in a menu, like Pokemon is this. Yeah. Turn-based. This game actually has you engaged in the battles, which I like. You know, if you press the button at the right time, then you're doing more damage. If you press the button when you're getting attacked, you'll defend and take less damage, sometimes zero damage. And so it wasn't just like a, a, a text box fest where you're just mashing a button, doing an attack, waiting for the... Yeah. And I like that a lot because it helped me stay more engaged in the game. I like that concept. I don't know that the way they executed it was perfect. And we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, but I, I do like the concept. Yeah. And I think, too, it's like it helps. 
So one of the things I was reading about the development on the Wikipedia page was they they tried to take the Mario the more action oriented Mario game mechanics that were typical and sort of make an RPG out of them. Yeah. And while a normal RPG is going to have like an attack range of like your attack is let's say 50 so when you do an attack based on this person's defense and their resistances you're doing a range of damage let's call it 30 to 35 damage or whatever okay you do you you do a command and it rolls your damage yep in this game actually not timing your attacks and boosting them right or not defending right means that there are more consequences to oh, yeah. staying engaged um and i really like the fact that it's not just an a more idle style of RPG, but the, the fact that they did, I think succeed in bringing that sort of more yeah. action focused gameplay to this in, in a really interesting way. Yep. I love the concept. Um, I, so I originally had as my next point that the game doesn't feel overly tedious and yeah. towards the end of the game, I had to go and change this to say that most of the game <laughs> doesn't feel overly tedious. My big problem with most RPGs is the requirement to constantly like check a Wikipedia page or a guide mm. to get the most out of the game because I don't want to like feel like I'm missing out on something or that I'm, I'm using the wrong weapons or using my stats wrong. I didn't. I only had to look up things a couple of times in this game, which is great. It has uh, pretty generous save points. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it'd be better if you could save at any point, but you know, just knowing this is a Super Nintendo game, they are pretty generous with yeah. the save points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there there was a few times in the game where it was like you need to backtrack and go see this person. And I was like, oh my goodness, I meant to go all the way back. And at one point, like the first time, you have to like really backtrack. They show you like, oh, this is an overworld map where you can just yeah. like fast travel mm-hmm. by having Mario like walk across the yeah. overworld map. And I was like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. There's another point where you have to like kind of platform across this bridge. And if you fall off, usually you'd have to like go and do a whole bunch of backtracking to get back up to the top where you fell off. And there was just a little um, like blue mage guy there who was like, jump on my head and I'll carry you back up. And I was yeah. like, oh, I was prepared to be really annoyed about having to backtrack. Yeah. And they they kind of took some of that like tediousness or like mm-hmm. annoying little things out by helping you out and like, I don't know, just being kind to the player. And yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's something maybe that's, I don't know for a fact or not, but like Miyamoto, I think I feel like he does that with a lot of his games of yeah. like, or, or it's a Nintendo thing of like, how do we make this? How is player enjoyment the most important thing? Yeah. You don't want to hold somebody's hand to the point where it's not yeah. fun, but you also don't want to like have it so punishing that it's like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Because there are definitely moments, um, I don't know. Well, there were there was like one spot where I was like trying to jump across this this donut bridge or whatever, and you get yep. frog coins if you do it perfectly. And I was like, I'm not. No, same. That's exactly not, that's the same this. spot I'm talking about. Where if you but, fall off, there's a guy who'll carry oh, you. Oh, I didn't even. I just reloaded a save state. I was like, nope, I'm not doing. Oh, this. see, there's a little blue guy there at the bottom of the cliff oh. who will just carry you back up to the yeah. Top. Well, that that thing we'll get into something else a little bit later about that whole thing but largely yes when in this game you're not having to do a whole lot of tedious backtracking um i also have the overworld map written down as something that the game does well it feels it when you do have to backtrack it doesn't feel bad because of this overworld map yeah and i really like that not like my experience with final fantasy 7 where it's like i need to go to the exact opposite end of the world to do my next thing and it's going to take me 40 minutes to get <laughs> right um 
one of the one of the things I have written down. This is not necessarily specifically the the mini games. I like that there are mini games here to shake it up a bit. So you have like a waterfall like mini game, and then you have like the running up the hill after booster mini mm-hmm. game, and like the Yoshi um, like double XP double coins kind of uh, shuffling mini game minecart minecart that oh man the minecart I forgot about the minecart yeah um, I like that the game has mini games to shake things up. Okay, can't agree. Yeah. With, can't agree with you there, but you know. Well, you to, said the game is tedious, right? And so I, I, those those were some of the weakest parts of the game for me. Some of the thing I think some of the things that I think reduce tedium in games can be them just like shifting it out. The like little that. Yoshi raffle thing, the slot machine, or like find out which egg Yoshi is in and double your coins or double your experience mm-hmm. points. I liked that. The other mini games um, felt like a, a waste of time on the developers' part because yeah. it, you you didn't like Yoshi racing. No, that was <laughs> truly like for some reason. All of these RPGs insist on putting in racing. In Knights of the Old Republic, we had the speeder bike races. Yeah. In uh, Final Fantasy VII, there was the chocobo racing. And then in this game, we have the Yoshi racing. And in each of those games, like those are the things I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do your like poorly... Like If this was a game on its own, nobody would play it. <laughs> Which is how you know that like it shouldn't be in there. The Yoshi oh, thing... I think is the worst of those three. Yeah. Like if I had to order them, like the speeder bike racing was the best and then chocobo racing was fine. And then Yoshi was just terrible because there's the tutorial that teaches you how to do the Yoshi race, um, teaches you completely (sighs) wrong. And if you do what the tutorial says, you will never ever win the race. I had to go online and look up like how to actually do it. And even watching the video that tells you how to do it, it was frustrating and difficult. Goodness. Yeah. The, the Yoshi racing was probably one of the worst things about the this good game. news is you can skip Yoshi <laughs> Island completely yeah and you don't ever even have to do it so it's not a big deal but at that time I didn't know that I yeah. didn't realize this was an extra thing I thought I had to do that well even Yoshi and I mean I could have been doing it wrong it's a, there's a lot here that I didn't like necessarily fully wrap my head around but like it was like oh you get Yoshi cookies and then every time I would like use one in battle Yoshi would pop out and then he would just give me an item that would heal 100 health uh, like because like, okay. you probably try to use them against bosses well yeah because I'm like a lot of the items well we'll talk about this in a little bit but a lot of the items in my menu i was like what is this for oh let me throw, yeah. let me test out the yoshi thing oh it's just giving me health but like i think i tried it like three times and it was the same thing every time so if you use it against like a smaller enemy he just comes out and eats the enemy and it's like a one-hit ko yeah but i don't think he works against mini bosses or bosses and that, that yeah. when you use him against those then he just gives you an yeah because then i think later on i read like oh he consumes a consumes an enemy so i think i tried to Maybe it was just the wrong enemy. I don't think it was a mini boss or something, but for some reason, yeah, I don't know. I think even against one of the regular enemies, it didn't work. So I don't know. Um, but I like the fact that the that again, it's just there's this game. I think it just adds a, a something that decreases the the tedium and boredom of this game overall. That's fine. You do you. I do. I always do. Thank you, you only have to do each of them like one time and then you don't ever have to go back if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I don't know if you'll agree with this. You probably won't um, because of your previous point, but I don't feel like the game overstayed its welcome. Oh. Um, I think I put about 19 hours. The how long to beat.com time said 19 hours. Um, and I think that's about what it took me to beat this one. So I'd say for like the first half of this game, I was like, oh yeah, I want to go play some more of that. Once I hit like nimbus land 
Yeah. I had, I, it was a struggle for me to like want to keep coming back to the game because it just, it got very tedious at that point, especially the last 25% of the game. Um, it wasn't fun and I wanted it to be over. It's really interesting that you say that because as I was noticing, cause I was, I was on, uh, some YouTube video. Uh, it's like a, I don't remember what the channel was. I'll, I'll put the, the link in the description of the podcast, but there was a, I was gauging how far, how much time I had left of the game by this full playthrough that I was looking at on YouTube. Yeah. And I had five stars and like the first, there's seven stars to yep. get in this game. And it's like the last, the sixth and seventh stars yeah. take pretty much as much time yeah. as the first five stars. The first five stars were awesome. Yeah. The, the pace was really good. Yeah. Everything about it was amazing. Like play the first five stars and then just like, you know, you could, that could have been the game for me. <laughs> and then you get to the last two stars and it's like, wow, you're right. It, it almost is as, maybe it is as long as the rest of the game. Yeah. And it, um, to me, like you lost that sense of pacing and that like reward cycle that I was appreciating. Yeah. And so it got, it did get a little tedious. I still a great game, still a lot of fun. Uh, I just often in RPGs or JRPGs specifically struggle with like wanting to like complete it. And I didn't have that feeling until the, the last, I don't know, 25% of this game. It feels to me like maybe there was a shift in development. Like, Oh, we're gonna need more game than what we've got up to this point. Yeah, or the which stuff is, that, or it the was stuff already they, like the longest Mario game ever made. So, well, but I'm just saying, like maybe they knocked out those first five stars in development, and then Nintendo was like, "We're gonna need this game to be longer than eight hours." Yeah, and so maybe, maybe they were like, "We need to figure out a way to to slow down the pacing of this game, or throw a bunch of extra mini bosses in." Or, That's an understatement. That, that, um, we've talked about boss gauntlets in games before. I've never seen something like this game where literally <laughs> the last two levels are the the most intense and longest boss gauntlet I've ever seen. Yeah, and you can skip some of it if you like are good with platforming and are are lucky <laughs> but there's there's a lot of it that is completely unavoidable yeah they're like they you're going through bowser's castle and there's like six doors and they're like you have to beat four of these and two of the doors are like platforming segments and two of them are like puzzle segments and two of them are like these like 20 to 30 minute long just strings of enemy fights yeah. which aren't that bad no those were the, the easy ones i'm glad i got two of those but it's four. still like we're gonna give you three hallways and you have to fight like four or five enemies in each hallway that you can't like most of the enemies. And another thing that this game does well that I forgot till just now is there aren't random encounters. Yeah. The enemies are all in the overworld. So you can, you can sort you can of try to avoid them. them if you want. Yeah. yeah. But in this particular, in these hallways in Bowser's castle, um, you can't, it forces you into these fights. So yep. they take, you know, whatever, 20 to 30 minutes. It's fine. Those were, those uh, were, those were my least, or those were my favorite part of that segment. Like, yeah, the, the puzzles, um, I, they were okay. my brain was not in puzzle mode. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it was like, Oh, puzzles. I gotta, I gotta figure out puzzles. Yeah. Well, a couple of the puzzles were pretty simple, but then the, so they're more tough. Did you play the one where you have to like kick the, the balls over the other ones? Yeah. Cause that one was like, eh, I don't know. I don't, feel I've like been to cracker right barrel enough that that was, <laughs> that was pretty easy. If you ever been to really? cracker barrel and they have the, the little thing where you jump in the yeah, bags. So I've played that. It's been so basically the same concept. It's been like two decades. Yeah. And then um. there was the, the like jumping, the button jumping one was the harder one for me. I eventually just got it by randomly jumping around, but. Oh, I got it by randomly jumping around, but it didn't take me very long. Oh, 
I don't so, know. I, I, need all right. to, I need to. Fair enough. But overall, I didn't have that sense at the end of this game for the most part where I'm like, oh, I mean, I was excited to finish it. Uh, I definitely think the, the, the last few hours felt longer than they maybe needed to. Yeah. Um, but overall, I didn't feel like completely over and done with this game and I'm sick of it and ready to move on. It was like, oh, yeah. All I right. Think, I think it was partially because my poor stat choices earlier in the game came back to bite me. Yeah. Uh, I think it was partially because I thought that the giant sword was smithy. Um, <laughs> the game makes you think that the giant sword is smithy. You never even see him, I don't think, until yeah. later in the game. So I beat the giant sword and I was like, yes, game over. I win. And it's like, no, you still have another hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And I was just like, uh Okay, I think part of it was the fact that I thought I was done. Yeah. And then you immediately go into the most tedious part of the game after that. And so that was probably part of it. I had I had I did have a really good time with this game. I don't want to like make it seem like this isn't a fun game or a good game. It, it could partially have been because I was trying to rush, but I also just like didn't feel that urge to like if if we weren't playing it for the podcast, I would have struggled to finish it because yeah. I didn't have that urge like I got to go and finish it. I get this text yesterday from Jordan. He's like, I one-shotted Smithy. And it, like, Gino did like 9,999 yeah. damage. I don't know what Smithy. happened. I was like, what are you talking about? I always... So he's got this one attack. It's like a... Shoots out like a yellow ring. Okay. And I've, I was always really bad at timing it. And somehow I timed it right. And it did 9,999 damage. Wow. And it just killed the sword. And like, I had to like hit him with Mario and Peach a couple times. But then that that one 9,999 hit just like killed him. I was like, wow, I just one shot the final boss. And Dan's like, that's not the final boss. Yeah. That's like, it's going to be a minute. Um, but yeah, I didn't use Gino, so I wasn't familiar. I used Mario Bowser and peach the pretty well, much the entire time. I never had that happen again. I never, that attack usually did like 40 damage. So I have no clue what happened. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, that exhausts my list. Same. Of, of, of what this game did. Same. Well. And we even covered one of my, what the game doesn't do well. So we can just move on to that section. And uh, see what else we have to say. doesn't do so well is the isometric view in this game makes it look really cool it gives you that cool 3d effect it looks very different from other mario games but they insisted on putting platforming in this game because mario is a platformer and the isometric view makes platforming really hard yeah i would argue uh my opinion the platforming is actually the worst part of this entire game yeah and I, and I think it's a lot to do with that that isometric view. Yeah. Um, oh, one hundred percent. It's you. You. It's hard to line stuff up. There's often you. Yeah. If you get your finger on the the D pad and you get that like perfect diagonal, you can like just like keep jumping across platforms. But like so often, the tiny bit of pressure, and now you're going yeah right or you're going up, and you're not doing that diagonal anymore, and then you're landing in the pit. Thankfully, you don't have like lives, and so it's not like killing you. But yeah. you just have to keep doing platforming sections over and over and over again. Yeah, and, it gets uh, in the it was way. Frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just 
I want to be moving through this game and the platforming is holding me back. Like on the way to Nimbus land, there's like this an alternate path that you can go up with these vines and you can kind of judge it by the shadows. They're floating in the air. But I had like a really hard time with these vines because I was like, oh, there's a frog coin over here. And oh, there's this other section. There's clearly something over here that I should be checking out. Yeah. Um, so I tried to go the hard route and it took me like over 20 minutes to get up this platforming these two i think it was two screens of these vines that i spent over 20 minutes trying to platform and it outright made me vindictive which is why i spent so much time instead of just moving yeah. on to the easy route i was like no no i'm doing this see you i put I, this in this game i'm doing it i saw you or heard about you doing that and i uh i i just avoided it altogether i was like i'm just gonna take the easy route yeah and then when i well i sent you a text i was like hey if you go the the alternate route you get these like whatever you get yeah an item that like boosts your defense you get like some flower tabs or something and, wasn't worth it um no no it, although i think i did have the um so i didn't get the the lazy shell yeah uh, for for mario and peach in this game um so i think i had i think it's like a what is it a rare scarf or something i think is what it's called and it boosts your defense okay so for the final boss fight what I ended up doing was I think putting that item on peach and yep. then giving her, uh, one of the stat boosting items that you can use the magic items or whatever. Nice. Um, which is like one fight you get a boost. So she had like pretty high defense. Yeah. Um, so I think it was worth it for me, but I don't know if it's worth it in the long run no, um, because I, the lazy shell is going to be probably the way to go if you want. To yeah. Play this game. I looked up how to get the lazy shell and Peach was only taking like one damage from yeah. physical attacks, sometimes zero, and most of them zero from magic attacks. Well, against the final boss, because there was a save file on my cartridge. I, I started a clean save file, but the, the previous owner of my cartridge had like a level 27 save with yeah. a bunch of like really good items in the Lazy Shell and Mario and Peach. And so I was like, all right, well, let me load it up to see... Yeah. Uh, you know what the smithy fight is like with the lazy shell um it definitely went faster but even like the most intense attacks from the final boss were doing like 25 damage to peach which is like nothing nothing but usually they were doing like one to three or four yep um so if you're playing this game the lazy shell i mean it's, i think it's called the lazy shell just because it really is it takes most of the challenge out of the entire game um the platforming, anyways. <laughs> the platforming is probably the worst part of this game, and it's it's just feels like... I mean, yes, it's a late Super Nintendo game. Yes, it's a Mario game, but I feel like they should... And there were spots in this game where they sort of limited um, the the range of motion that yeah. you had on platforms. Like specifically in that puzzle where you're kicking the ball, they, they made it so you could only kick it at perfect diagonals, which was nice. And they could have done that more in the game. Yeah, they should have just locked people onto certain platforms. And they even do it on like some of the donut, whatever, donut platform bridges, where it's like you can't move any direction. You're just hitting the jump button and sort of the direction you're trying to go. And it just puts you on the next platform. Yep. And I would have really liked them to lock you to the platform a little more often. Yeah. Um, now, granted, they put like hidden chests and other stuff to sort of incentivize platforming in certain areas. Yeah. 
but at the same time, it felt so, it just felt bad. Like the vine thing is like, why did you guys make this this hard? Like you could have made it challenging, but you should have like just moved it like a few pixels closer to me or like made the angle like more extreme so that I can, cause it's like, everything looks like it's on a flat paint yeah. plane. It's isometric, but the thing looks like it's directly to the left of you, but it's, it's in not. front of you. Yeah. So it's like you, it's hard to gauge some of the jumping that you need to do. I think if you if the whole game was platforming, you would have got used to it. But yeah. since that platforming only came up like you know once every hour, hour and a half, it's like you had to figure it out again yeah. each time. But definitely the least fun I probably had was the platforming segments of this game. Yep. Um, another thing that I have that this game didn't do particularly well: uh, lack of information during battles, specifically of like I'm looking through my items. I don't know what this thing does. Yeah. When when you're in like the like normal, when you're not in a battle and you go into your menu, it'll tell you what all the items do. But in yeah. the battle, it doesn't tell you. Yeah. And like the status effects can be kind of cryptic. It's like yep. mute or like scarecrow. I'm like, what does this thing do again? And it doesn't happen often enough that, I mean, now at the end of the game, I kind of grasp it, but it's like fear, mute, scarecrow, fungus. Yeah. It's like the weird... I'm like, what is this? What uh, am I all okay? You just mushroomed my entire party. Am I getting over this? How do I do I get attacks? It's like it didn't happen often enough for me to quite remember what was going on. Yep. And then the to to fix status effects, you have an item called able juice or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have like mid mushrooms and max mushrooms. And then when you're in the middle of a battle, like outside a battle, you can check and it'll kind of some of the stuff tells you what it does. Some yeah, of it's like all of it tells you outside of the battle. It's a mushroom, but wilted. Like eh, that's not that helpful. Or like it's a shiny stone. It's got like a glimmer to it. Or like yeah, some of them they want to be more cryptic because yeah. it's like for a, a side quest or whatever. But it would be nice in the battle to know what stuff does. It would be nice to know how much HP enemies Oh, have. yeah, yeah. And I don't know if this was like a trope of the time where you had to have a spellcaster tell you what was going on. I mean, sure, like realism, quote unquote, where it's like yeah, you need oh, to have a spellcaster tell you. Mallow can use you, psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> which Exactly. An, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Use a, um, use a move called psychopath, which you would think like, oh, he's going to go crazy on yeah. these people. No, he just tells you how much HP they have. And if you time it perfectly, he'll give you a funny quote. Yeah. Well, like when I was first using psychopath, I was like, did I just heal the enemy? Like I could, it just, I don't know. Yeah. And granted, like you can use, I think the manual has all the, what all the moves do. And like, basically I have written down, like have a wiki handy when you're playing this game, because there's going to be a lot of times where you're like, huh? Like yeah. the, uh, the, amulet is an accessory smells bad great item thanks yeah or like one of the other things that i kind of have is that when you're trying to equip new items there's not like a really good comparison um yeah you have to like put the item on see what it did then go back and put the other one on and see like it doesn't tell you the difference arrows that'll tell you but it's like it's kind of awkward or like when you're at a shop like if yeah. you're backtracking throughout the world and you don't know if, if a shop is selling you something better, like you found like an ultra hammer or something uh, in the middle of like, I don't know, Booster's Tower or something. Yep. And then you go and you find a shop that's maybe selling something called a masher or something. It's just you don't know if the item that you're about to spend 100 coins or whatever, 90 coins on is actually better than the thing that you found in the secret area. You have to buy it. Yeah. And so it's like the just there's this sense of this lack of um 
enough information. It's like little quality of life features yeah. that modern RPGs have that you're yes. missing here. So because from, it's an older RPG. From a modern perspective, it, it can lead to some frustration. Yeah. Um, just not. I mean, I again, I'm not a huge JRPG fan. So a lot of people probably playing at the, this at the time were just like, yeah, it's fine. Or like people who are into JRPGs now are probably like, it's fine. Get over it. But as somebody who isn't deep into this genre, yep. like that stuff is important to me to, to have more enjoyment of the game. Yeah, for sure. So I think something that goes along with that, especially like talking about the frustration that you have in battle. I think the whole battle system needs yeah. like, I love the idea of it. We talked about the, the good stuff about it and the good concepts that it has. But I think that there are some things they just missed the mark on. Um, first of all, you use A, B, X, and Y to choose if you want to do defense, attack, yeah. magic, or item. And then when you open up those menus, you have a whole bunch of options. And then you select something by hitting that same button yes. again. So X is item. And then you can scroll through your item list. And to choose an item, you hit X again, mm-hmm. which is a little bit counterintuitive because in every other game and in every other part of this game, yeah. A selects right. and B cancels. Yep. And so there were so many times when I was in a fight and I went to select my magic attack or select an item and I hit A and then I was attacking just like because A is the attack button or yeah. B to go back and all of a sudden I'm defending and it's like, oh man, I didn't mean to do that. And yeah. even at the end of this game after playing for hours, I was still making that mistake. Yeah, there is a lot of like, oh man, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, and I got over it at the end. I was like, is this like, is this something the game does or doesn't do well? Like, is this, is this a valid criticism that it's kind of awkward that the spell button to open the spell menu to choose the spell you have to hit the same it's like that's it's it's a, it's, it's nitpicking uh, yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not like game breaking no. it doesn't ruin the game but it's one of those things where you're gonna miss press a button and you're gonna be frustrated yeah similarly i like the fact that they added the action stuff in there like they wanted mm. to not just have it be text box battles and so yeah. i like that you have to get the timing right and it does more damage yeah. or you you have better defense or whatever but I wish that they gave you some sort of indicator to know oh, when yeah. because there's so many different weapons. They each have mm-hmm. different moments. You have to press the button. There's so many different enemy attacks and there's it's different timing. It's like, yeah. when do I hit the defend button? When do I hit the attack button? Like some sort of yeah. indicator or even maybe you don't get that unless you have an item equipped or something. Some yeah. way to let me know when do I press the button because there's some attacks that were really cool, but I never figured out when to hit the button. And yeah. so I don't, I don't like, I didn't get to fully appreciate them. If there is feedback on when you get a boost or, or a proper timing, there's a it's noise. Very, it's not overt enough. There's a noise when you get it correct, but Which you even, already know you got it correct because you're going to do more damage or take less damage. Yeah. I don't know. There's, but it needs to be more obvious, uh, than it is in this game. Like peach, Peach has a, a revive spell called come back or whatever. And yeah. it's like this, this rainbow star floats from the sky slowly. It's this big, long animation. And then the character, you know, there's like some effects and this whole thing. And if you time it right, the character comes back with like, I think full health. But if you don't, yeah. it's like they get half health or something like that, Yep, which is pretty important when you're in a giant long boss fight. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's like basically doing over half of your health damage per attack. So, some of them are pretty easy. It's like, like right when you yeah. kick the shell, that's when you hit it. But on like one of those ones with the long animations, I have no clue. When exactly. To hit the so I'm like, I'm just timing my button press with the music. I'm like playing yep. the beat and I'm like hoping for the best. Yep. Half the time Bowser's coming back with 90 health and he's going to get knocked out again next turn. It's just like, 
Oh man, this yeah. uh, this feedback system, and I think they do improve it in later later Mario RPGs, but yeah. um, in this one, it's like I wish that there was more obvious feedback for the player. Yep. Again, not game breaking, just one of those little frustrating things that could have been better. Yeah. Uh, another thing, speaking of frustrating, could have been better. Running away in this game. Um, See, that's not something that I I do in RPGs. On. I know you oh, love yeah, to run away, yeah. but I usually just fight everything. Well, that's why you got stuck and didn't end up finishing the game is because you don't know how to run away. <laughs> Probably. You're supposed to. Um, but one of the the things that I think it was only once that it like outright irritated me. When you run away, the enemy is still on the map. Oh, and yeah. they flicker for a second. And you can get away from them. But I was in Maybe. like a hallway yeah. where I couldn't get away from this like dry bones thing. You had to fight it. And it like <laughs> for whatever reason, I really didn't want to do the fight. Um, and it like re-engaged me in the fight like, I don't know, four times or something, five times. I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm fuming because I just want to run away from this fight. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know if it was like, I don't know if I had a reason like, oh, my party needs to heal or like something or i just i'm trying to get out of this i'm trying to skip this fight altogether um but the fact that sometimes it throws you back into fights is a little bit frustrating could yep. be better it's like at least give me like another two seconds of this enemy not re-engaging me just yeah. felt like a little bit too quick which is it's just a me thing you know it's if you're if you're a fan of running away from battles and rpgs it's a me thing <laughs> uh another thing jordan very limited inventory space um as somebody who is not super well versed in jrpgs i'm like loading up my inventory with like maple syrup and mushrooms as, yeah whenever you're going yeah, into battle you need to make sure you have a good supply yes, of maple syrup the maple syrup restores 40 flower points yeah, obviously, uh, and yeah. flower points are how you use magic uh, this is just basic fantasy magic system <laughs> So flower points are actually at a premium in this game because your your entire party shares a mana pool basically, and so and then on top of that your your attacks uh, your best attacks will take like eleven to fifteen or fourteen or sixteen flower points. I maxed out with I think seventy three. The tw- the level twenty seven file that I was playing had like eighty nine flower points. Yeah. So fifteen or sixteen flower points is a lot. You're oh, yeah. going to be consuming a lot of magic in this game. So I always wanted to have a bunch of items in my inventory to make sure I could stock up. Yep. Plus healing items. Plus you need status effect items. Hey, if Peach gets knocked out, I don't have my group heal to kill status effects. So I might want to have an able juice to get, or a freshen up to do the party. Like See, I. <laughs> I didn't really have that issue. I exclusively carried the syrups for more yeah. flower points, and I carried the um, the thing that revived you and brought you to full health. A pick-me-up. A pick-me-up. Thank yes. you. Those are the only two that I, I had and the only two I really needed. And so I never really had a problem with the inventory. Um, I often just sold all my extra stuff to get yeah. more coins. So maybe that was just the way we played it a little bit differently. Well, see, I, I was holding on to a couple pure waters for, for a while, you know, because they get rid of ghosts instantly. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a firebomb, you know, like it's just like the, that kind of stuff. Cause sometimes when you finish a battle, you get an item out of the battle, which is great. I'm like, okay, I have this thing that instantly vanishes a ghost. Am I going to need this later? Am I going to need this later? Am I going to need this later? And a lot of like, Oh, I've got a Yoshi cookie or two. Like, am I going to need, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I hung on to, or the, the, the seed 
which you need to get the, the lazy shell or the shiny stone, which you need to fight the secret boss. Like yeah. that stuff takes up inventory slots and you only get two pages of inventory slots. Yep. So I would have liked to see at least an item or something that you could buy to allow me to just have a little bit more. Cause I never knew how many, because of some of the boss gauntlets and some of the way that the game goes, like you don't necessarily know that you're going to have the opportunity to heal or refill your magic or like, yep. so when you're going out preparing for a quest or whatever, and you're at the shop, you don't necessarily know if you're going to need to have five, like f- five maple syrups in your bag. Yeah. You know, I know. So the inventory space was something I found a little bit frustrating, especially like the end of the game is like a bunch of boss gauntlets. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's like, I th- actually I think they refill your health and, and magic after, after you beat a boss, but the boss it, fights it fills take a you while. back up. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I'd actually noticed too, which I didn't put together until Smithy was sometimes get a freebie will pop oh, up. Yeah. Get a freebie. If you use an item and you time it right, you it doesn't consume that item and it really? stays in your inventory. That's what get I a didn't freebie. know that. Yeah, and then there's also once more, which lets you attack again. If yeah, you timed something correctly, or maybe that might just be completely random. Well, I think when you knock out an enemy, sometimes they'll spit out a, an attack up, a defense up, a lucky, which is how you yeah. get the double XP. Yep. Uh, or once more, but I didn't know that why the how the get a freebie thing worked. I had to Google it because I was like, what is get a freebie? And it. It, it, it's awesome when you have like one royal syrup left and, yeah. it le- and it doesn't consume it. It's like, I got a freebie. Well, I was using royal syrup fully fills your, your magic points back yeah. up. Um, I got like three get a freebies with royal syrup. And I was like, Oh, I'm at the final boss. They're just being generous and making sure I don't run out of maybe mana. But if there's a timing thing, that's cool too. I don't know, I don't know if there's a timing thing, but get a freebie is just, yeah. it's not consuming your item. Um, and Jordan, last thing on my list, speaking of boss fights, this may be a JRPG thing. I don't know. I'm not super deep in the genre, but man, some of the boss fights feel long and tedious in this game. Yeah. I think a lot of that is like, there are definitely correct ways to fight bosses and there's wrong ways. And you have to find out like, oh, this one you need to use magic or you need to only attack this guy. Like there's multiple, um, bosses. Like sometimes you only like... You get to the end and there's like a gesture, like a magician kind of guy mm-hmm. and like a, a pirate. Yeah. And I realized you don't ever have to hit the pirate. Just mm-hmm. fight the magician because as soon as you kill the magician, the pirate yep. runs away. And then he goes and jumps on the snake. Don't yep. even bother fighting the pirate. Fight the snake because he's like a coward. So if you know what to do or if you accidentally figure out what to do, awesome. But you can stumble into like attacking, attacking, attacking. There's like the, the dry mm-hmm. bones turtle thingies. Oh, man. Where you can just physically attack them. A million times and they never die. Yeah. You hit them with one magic spell and they're dead. It's like so it's a kind of like wanting you to figure out the optimum strategy. Yeah. But that often leads to way longer battles than they need to be because you're like problem solving while you're fighting. Yeah. It's just like it's like the Smithy fight was like this feels like it's taking forever. Yeah. And then apparently I had him at like really low health a couple times and then it wiped my party. Nice. And like it was one of those things where you do, he does an attack that takes over like half of my health. Yeah. And then Mario is attacking or whatever. And Peach hasn't had a shot to like heal yet, heal the party, which is kind of how so many of these battles went is like, take a lot of damage. 
Attack with Mario, attack with Bowser, heal with Peach. Take a lot of damage, attack with Mario, attack with Bowser, heal with Peach. That was the cadence of my experience with this game. And so right before the end of the game, Smithy was like, wiped out most of my health. I got one attack. And then he did the same attack and wiped my party. Sweet. At which point I was like, save states. I'm not. No, I'm not. Because this is during the second phase. And he must have had like 10% of his health left at this point. Yeah. Which I'm like, you got to be kidding me. If only you had Mallow in your party, you could have known how much health you had left. <sighs> Forget Mallow. Forget Gino. I'm all about Mario. This is a Mario RPG. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. And I remember like the same thing with uh, Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII, where it's like, why is this fight so long? Why is this ridiculous? Like, I don't want to play another 40-minute boss fight. It just yeah, it I feels think bad. When I watched the Smithy fight on YouTube, and this was somebody who had played the game in like 10 hours, so they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, that fight alone was almost a half hour. It was like 25 minutes long. Yeah. And, well, after I had a couple of experiences with it, because the, the last phase of Smithy has like a body and a head. Like, you don't even need to attack the body. But if you attack the body, it's like, he can't move. And I'm like, what does that even do? After a while, I realized, like, no, I'm just not even going to not even going to attack the body. And then the fight went faster. And then I tried to do the fight again with the level 27 characters. I was like, oh, yeah, this went way faster. First try, easy. You were underleveled. Classic Dan move. I wasn't underleveled. I think I was appropriately leveled. I was uh-huh. tw- I was 20, level 20 when I fought the boss fight. Oh, see, I'm a little bit. I, I haven't even gotten there. And yeah. I'm like, all my guys are like 21, 22. Oh, well, whatever. That's still like, I that's managed, because you run away from fights. It. It's because you run I don't, away from fights. I probably ran away from like 5%. You are, this, but I did avoid a bunch. So I didn't even have to run away from the ones I avoided. I think the consensus on the internet is that you are the Sir Robin of retro video gaming. Sir Robin, Sir yeah. Robin. <laughs> you ran away. I mean, Jordan, if we're going to play these RPGs for this show, we have to, to compress the time i know but sometimes in your attempt to compress it you made it longer because the boss fights were harder because you were under leveled says the guy who beat the game well that's a fair Uh, point all right (laughs) i'll take that into consideration maybe if you would have ran away from i don't know five percent of your fights jordan you would have had another couple hours to actually finish the fight on smithy i'm good i'm i'm good good? yeah Yeah. he did get to the factory I did. He did. He got to the end, the last area of the game. But There was three mini-bosses and the main boss left. And three mini-bosses might sound like a lot, but I had already defeated, I wrote it on my notes, nine million mini-bosses. Oh, so really well, three is not much. You had three mini-bosses, and then you were headed to the inside of the factory where you would fight another three or four waves of mini mini bosses no 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 no. i I, and then you would fight smithy based on the youtube i had done everything except for three mini bosses and smithy okay so you got to like the actual conveyor belt yeah you just didn't walk up the conveyor belt and and no there was the three you didn't fight the foremans or whatever three night guys yeah yeah no that's it you didn't fight shovel knight one two and three exactly that's what they looked like yeah well i guess they didn't look like shovel knight shovel knight looked like them no, they look like Shovel Knight. I think Shovel Knight inspired Super good Mario point, RPG. Good point, good point. I always forget that. If you that. look at... Uh, so Shovel Knight is heavily inspired by Mega Man. And so... And Mega since, Man, as... Uh, actually, uh, we were in the studio getting set up in here, and Dan's son came in. I was asking him about all the different characters. It's mostly Ninja Turtles. Dan's uh, office is okay, like 99% okay, no, Ninja Turtles. It's absolutely But there's not. this one tiny little Fair Mega enough. Man sticker on the wall, and he called him Sonic. And I didn't realize until today that Sonic was actually inspired by... Or, sorry, Mega Man was inspired by Sonic. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Mega Man and Sonic are, are incredibly similar. You play both games extraordinarily fast. They're both blue. Um, yep. They both shoot 
uh <laughs> they both so, have red shoes this is funny uh they they both shoot peanuts i was uh <laughs> sometimes my son who's very young will go my wife will take him downstairs into to into the dan cave yeah and he likes to play with my arcade one-up ninja turtles of course and so he doesn't really know what's going on but he just has a good time like moving the character and so sometimes my wife will play like a few levels with him. Yeah. But so Rocksteady is the first boss yep. in the Ninja Turtles game, the 89. And uh, he he has like a machine gun. And my wife told my, my son he's shooting peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, watch out for those peanuts kind of a thing. It's very funny. Because Rocksteady is an elephant and elephants notoriously yes, Rocksteady like Rocksteady the peanuts. elephant. Yeah. Yeah. And Bebop the cat. Um and Mega Man, the the the, the hedgehog, hedgehog, obviously the Sandhog. Glad that we're on the same page here. Chan, the 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 Chanhog. Um, anyway, anyways. three mini bosses left. That's why we got here. It's too many. It was too many mini bosses. Too, <laughs> too many too, mini, too mini bosses. It's too many. All right, my friend. Uh, you got anything else? That's it. All right, let's move on to the rest of our show. would you pay for the experience that you had with uh with super mario rpg super mario role-playing game yeah this was my first experience with it i did have a good time for the vast majority of this game i'm glad i played it um this one it looks super cool it's got like we said it has a ton of character i think that there's like if i was a collector this is one i'd want to have in a collection okay so like me as in like person who doesn't collect any i i'm like slightly bummed that it's not on the nintendo entertainment what's it called switch online service thing it's not on the nintendo (laughs) entertainment system it's also not on the nintendo switch online service which is strange hopefully soon yeah hopefully so like that would be my ideal thing if it would come to that yeah but like if i if i was a collector and i was trying to add this to my collection i think like Man, I don't know. This is so hard because, like, where's that guy telling you? Like fifteen bucks. Okay. Yeah. Not mad about that. Like, I almost said twenty, but I'm like, no, I. Yeah. No. Uh, so this one has been sitting in my gut around forty dollars. Personally, that sounds right. For yeah, you. that sounds like the scale, the Jordan to Dan scale. Um, you're paying what thirteen dollars more than you pay for everything else, which is a what percentage? Like a seven hundred percent increase yeah. or something. So if I would pay seven hundred percent more than fifteen, that'd be forty. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that's, like good math. To that's me. basic physics. Um, so yeah, forty bucks. I, I had a great time with this game. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think it was. Man, there's something about. Nintendo just has a, a way of I don't want to I don't want to say improving things, but bringing a level of fun to things that may not necessarily be there for a larger audience. Sports games, yeah, racing games. This is what Nintendo does. 
is they find the best parts of something and they bring it to a wider audience. And they often they often do it by bringing in somebody like we talked about earlier who knows how to yeah. how to do it. Yeah. So like genius move in bringing Square in on this. Yeah. Would I have liked this game more if it was just like purely Mario and like you take out like the Gino and Mallow yeah. and like the the characters who aren't part of Mario lore that we never see again? Maybe, but like the the trade off of having Square make this game totally worth it. Yeah, you see them do this with. Um, you know, I know that it's not completely Nintendo, but Pokemon, yeah, similar thing, like taking RPG, uh, a thing that kids should not like or be obsessed with, and making it an obsession. <laughs> making animals fight. They, you take uh, <laughs> like Magic: The Gathering. They, them having Wizards of the Coast make the Pokemon trading card game. Yeah, genius move. It's like mm-hmm. these guys know how to do a card game. Let's make it super accessible yeah. for kids. Um, even like recently, like we talked about the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom battle, yeah. the Ubisoft game, like getting them to make that. Or it's like, man, uh, Nintendo hasn't been able to make a good Star Fox game in ages. Let's yeah. let Ubisoft throw Star Fox in uh, a good shooter of their own. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Nintendo has a knack for knowing when to bring other people in and when to take something that's overly complicated and simplify it for the masses. Yeah, one of the things that as many... <laughs> As, as as many conversations as as we've had over the years about me critiquing Nintendo on various aspects of yeah, their, their, I would love their to hear business you say models. One of the things you won't hardly ever hear me throw stones at Nintendo about is the quality of their games. Yeah. Um, Nintendo just has a way of making phenomenal games, whatever that means. That means getting Square involved. It means getting Ubisoft involved, whatever. Um, and you have that here the the a good solid foundation of an rpg and then i I paper mario i think is pretty well loved uh on the whole for the most part well maybe we'll find out when Uh, it comes to switch online service oh is it coming is that coming to the n64 i thought that was one of the ones that was listed i think so i think you're right but i'm just talking about the franchise as a whole and then the mario and luigi you know handheld games stuff like that um so that's a very long way of saying $40 of fun is about what I th- probably had on this one. And I think that's about what I paid for this a few years ago. Um, uh, wow. Maybe, maybe well, like, spoiler maybe like alert. four to five years ago, I paid about 40-ish dollars. It might have been like, oh, it's my birthday or like, oh, it's a holiday that I'm going to f- find an excuse that it's this game is here. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just wanted it. Uh, so, Jordan, what do you think that this game is is going for Real quick, uh, before we do that, uh, Paper Mario is confirmed to be a post-launch game coming to Nintendo Switch Online service. So not in the first batch, but in the second wave okay. or in an initial wave, uh, a subsequent wave. Okay. I would say uh, I think this game, so it's got to be more than 40. If you paid 45 years ago for judging by the way that games have gone up in the last few years, I'm going to say that it's going for $80 now. <sighs> I sure wish you were right on that. Okay. Wow. So more. <laughs> it's more than that. Uh, this one. Oh, I forgot that the first party multiplier isn't a hundred percent; it's two hundred percent. So this <laughs> game is obviously not going for one hundred and twenty dollars. No, no, it's actually only ninety-three, a little less than okay. ninety-three, ninety-two and some change, according to to price charting. Two and some change. If you're gonna drop ninety-two dollars on a Super Nintendo game, the change probably isn't gonna be the deal breaker. Yeah, if you're gonna drop ninety. Two ninety-three dollars on a Super Nintendo thing. Just get the mini. Yeah, you could buy two minis probably for things. that price. No, I think the mini's sitting around seventy or eighty. Oh, I think it's jeez. Eight, yeah, you can't get them anymore. It's rare. 
Oh Nintendo, no! Not, now it's just gonna yeah. Now the price on that's just gonna keep going. Up. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But this game is included in that, along with Final Fantasy three, which is another thing that you sh- we will probably get to eventually. Who knows? We have to space these out. We it's a good RPG machine. Well, good news for you is I don't own the Final Fantasy three cartridge. Okay, so it's like not in the the rotation. There we go. Anytime soon. Um, don't think I'm gonna put it in the rotation anytime <laughs> soon. Um, Fair enough. So 93 for the, the, the regular Super Nintendo version. Any guesses on the, the Super Famicom version of this? Um, that's probably going for 18, $18. It's only going for nine. See, half of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Super Famicom, Famicom games are yeah. dirt cheap in Japan. Yeah. So if, 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 if Super Famicom is your thing, maybe go that route. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Nine dollars is worth it, <laughs> man. Uh, if, you, if you're if you're a retro video game collector, just make a good life choice and move to Japan. Uh, if you're a retro ga- video game collector, make a good choice and get a new hobby. That's um, fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's actually a better point. <laughs> uh, a little bit of so- speaking to yourself there. A little bit. All right. You know, I'm I'm always speaking to myself. I know. Um, some people think I'm crazy, but that's all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think 93 is an easy worthless for us, but yeah, I mean, it helps that you have a, a way to play it on the, the classic Super yeah. Nintendo classic. It's a bummer that it's not on the switch online service makes it a little bit less accessible. It makes it, we have to say worthless Yeah, at that price. I mean, if you're going to spend $93 on video games, you can, you can get a whole heck of a lot of video game for $93. So yeah. that's, that's, you hard. really, really can, um, at this point. So, womp womp. It's a good game. Play it, especially if it comes to like Switch Online. Or yeah, not. I hope people Nintendo don't Classic. hear us say worthless and and forget all of the many glowing nice things we had to say about no, this game. No, this, this, this people Jordan, like to focus on the like couple bad things and the the worthless when it's it's a great game. We're not trying to diminish the quality of the game in any way. If you want the 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 real important information from our podcast, just skip to the worth it or worthless segment, and you'll get yeah. everything you need. Yeah, you get the full um, context of why we made that decision. <laughs> why every game is has worthless nothing to days. do with the fact that the market just keeps going up and up and up and up. Well, that's because people are getting their games graded now, Jordan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> All right, my friend. Do we have uh, some trivia today? We do. We do. We have some trivia and surprisingly, I have two pieces because I thought that in in all of your research you would have negated at least one of them. But we're going to start with an easy one, okay? Okay. Which one of these Nintendo franchises does not make a cameo appearance in Super Mario RPG? Did you see any cameos in this game? Okay. Uh that's the Cameo the Elements. Didn't who made no, no, that? No, 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 stop. Did oh. you see any Nintendo <laughs> franchise cameos in this game? Um, probably, probably. Are, are there were Goombas? No, stop. There were Shack- like Mario other... Two, Doki Doki Panic. I saw characters from that stop. in this. Okay, are you serious? You didn't like? You I didn't don't remember, it. Jordan. There's wow. a lot of game here, and I played it over the course right. of like five weeks. So, okay, this is. Un- <laughs> we normally have three or four options. This one has six. Oh. One, one of these does not appear in the game. Okay, the rest of them do. Which one of these does not make a cameo appearance? Is it Star Fox? Kirby, F-Zero, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, or Metroid? Which one of those franchises does not make a cameo appearance in this game? Okay, let's take it from the top. 
Star, Star Fox. Star Fox. I saw an R wing yes. in this game. In the like little yeah, like a little in the model volcano shop or something. Yes. Okay. Second one was Kirby. Kirby. I don't know if I saw Kirby. What was the third one? F Zero. F Zero. I think may have been in the same place as the Star Fox. I don't know. Yes. Right next to um, it, there's a model yes. of Big Blue there's, or whatever like the heck three his three models. Whatever yeah. his car okay. is called. Okay. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. You fight enemies that look like Donkey Kong, and there's a, a Kong name on it's some called of those. Chained Kong. Chained Kong. Also Gorilla sometimes okay. with like a U. Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. In one of the inns when you fall asleep, there is a like a Link who wakes up in a bed next to you or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the last one is Metroid. Metroid. I don't know if I saw any Metroid references, so I think it's okay. Metroid or Kirby. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kirby's Adventure was out. Kirby's Dream Land was a thing. Metroid, that was also a thing. Um, for some reason, I feel like maybe there was something Metroid, so I'm going to say Kirby. You are correct. There's actually two Samus cameos in this game. Oh, okay. She also is sleeping in one of the in-beds, and I don't really? remember the second one. Maybe she's sleeping in two in-beds. I don't know. There's two Samus cameos in the game. Oh, I don't think I noticed her sleeping I thought in I in could bed. trick you with Kirby because, like, the whole, like, stars and, like... Oh, uh, dream yeah. road and all of the that way your brain thing. works and mine doesn't it's all right that was good it was good it's to good. go through all those cameos yeah. i was I, I they kept popping up and i yeah. was like they're legit having me fight donkey kong and he's like in shackles that's yeah a little wild <laughs> all right second one you you got that one. Second one bowser's victory pose was changed in the american version of oh. the game in our version he holds up two fists in front of him what does he do in the japanese version holds up two glasses of champagne no, no, I should have made <laughs> Shout that. Shout out to our Super Mario Kart episode. <laughs> yeah, I should have had that be uh, the, one of the answers. So does in the Japanese version, does he do a thumbs up? Does he do a, th- a thumbs down? Does he give the middle finger or does he do the up yours gesture? Uh, it's not one of the last two. It's got to be one of the thumbs up or thumbs down because it's Nintendo. Nintendo's not, not, not being all crazy. Okay. Uh, this is his victory pose. This is victory pose. Yeah. So I'm going to... Thumbs up is not like a Bowser... But then again, I'm saying thumbs up. Uh, he does the up yours gesture. Oh, really? In the Japanese version. And it, it actually... There's a character who does That's it... That's a thumbs up, right? No, it's it's uh, one <laughs> yeah. arm vertical with the yeah. other arm horizontal yeah. holding on to yes. the bicep. And so they just took his arm and rotated it so they're both vertical. Oh. There's a character, I don't remember which Mario Kart it is, I, but I think Luigi does the up yours gesture when he passes somebody in, in one Mario Kart and they had to edit it. Like that even came in, I think it must be the most recent one then, and they had to like edit it out. So I don't know if that like Wasn't has Wasn't that a, the meme one where he's like completely mean mugging and looking like a psychopath as he like there's, passes somebody? That's Yeah, that's a thing on its own, but some Mario Kart character did it up yours as the past people. Mm. So yeah, you got that one wrong. 50% though, that's uh that's failing. That Well, no, 50% actually it rounds up to 100. Good point, good point. So yeah, that's fair. five technically rounds up. Does if it though? I don't think five in, rounds up. If you if you get something point five, that rounds up to one. Okay. If, how do I judge? <laughs> how do I judge the price charting prices? Well, if it's ninety two fifty seven, that's yeah. ninety three. Yeah, yeah, fifty seven would round up. Ninety two fifty rounds up. Rounds I think fifty is yes, just no, an even number. No, 
Uh-uh, the five rounds up. Don't you know math? All right, everybody, write this down for next year when we do the trivia of what was our worst opinion. You can go, Dan's rounding logic was That's literally rounding logic. Five rounds up, less than five, five rounds down. No. Four and below you rounds need, down, five rounds up. You got to have something over five. Five is just an even number. No, that's not how math works. Five isn't an even number, but you guys know what I mean. No, nope, fifty not is how math number. works. All right, anyway, uh, speaking of bounties... Speaking, Speaking of, of bounties, bounties, this month we're giving away a copy of Super Nintendo Turtles in Time, one of Dan's favorite games. The for best this. game on the Super he Nintendo. If you would only bring game. one game to the desert island, yeah. Why wouldn't you bring Turtles in Time? Yeah, this is this. Uh, we we gave away Hyperstone Heist last year, a couple years ago, and that was for a, my birthday. A very popular yes. giveaway. This one is proving to be very popular. Yeah. Um, all you have to do to enter this bounty is send us a direct message and let us know what are your top five Super Nintendo Desert Island games. If you need some inspiration, go back and listen to our previous episode, which was our top 15 Super Nintendo Desert Island games, and we explain the difference between just your favorite games and a Desert Island game. Send us your top five. Turtles of time. Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't put three beat 'em up games on your list. But, you know, Two. you do you. You do Two. you. But we're not going to judge you based on your top five. All you have to do is send us your top five Super Nintendo Desert Island games in a direct message. You can find us at WIOW on nope, Instagram. Nope. No, dang, I did it again. At WIOW Podcast. <laughs> I wish we just had that nice, yeah, that'd be yeah. crazy. Four letter, uh, uh, whatever it's handle. called, username, handle. Sure. At WIOW Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. You can also send either Dan or myself a direct message on Discord. Speaking of Discord, if you jump on our Discord, which there is an invitation link in the description of this uh, show. If you jump on our Discord and you just chat in there with us, it's a great time, good community. You can earn up to three additional entries by leveling mm-hmm. up in the Discord server every month. That resets, and so you can jump in there, earn some extra entries. Sometimes people win the bounties with their Discord bonus entries. Sometimes win them with just the one singular DM entry. So don't uh, don't shy away from just entering with that one mm-hmm. entry. All you need is one. Yeah, every one of them has the same probability of being pulled. So at the end of the month, we'll pick a winner, and yeah, mm-hmm. we're looking forward to giving away Turtles in Time. Yeah, and to clarify, you have to send us a proper DM entry yeah. for your Discord That's bounty right. entries. Some people to earn count. Discord Discord bonus entries, and they never submit an official yep. entry, so those don't count. And of course, the rules are in the description of this podcast As for always. you to. If Jordan's rambling was unclear in any way shape or form which it was (laughs) you can get that in writing uh jordan the next episode yeah castlevania 2 castlevania 2 we had a we had a good time i think i like i don't remember what we said in the episode of castlevania 1 but i have good memories of castlevania yes and i know for a fact that they switched up the formula a lot with castlevania 2 so i'm looking forward to seeing how does that match up how how does my brain like Castlevania 2 compared to my experience with Castlevania 1 and it's a perfect game to play in October mm-hmm. because it's spooky season. Yeah, do you know what the spooky story of Castlevania 2 is? Uh I'm guessing it involves vampires. It involves parts of Dracula being spread out. Oh, cuz they have killed to retrieve him. Retrieve all of the parts of Dracula. Wait a minute, are we the bad guy? <laughs> are we the bad guy? Stay tuned, we'll find oh, out. Oh no. <laughs> I, you just made me play as Bowser and I no. had I was conflicted mm-hmm. about being the but now I'm going to play a whole game where I'm putting together a vampire? Yep. I'm going to feel personally 
yeah. uh, responsible for anybody that he kills or vampirizes. Yeah, vampirizes. Right. Uh, another thing, Jordan, we're doing in October, I think, um, we're trying a book club thing. Yeah. Uh, the the second October episode, let's just, you know, throw, Why not? throw a preview out there. It's, it's another be, it's another spooky game. It's Well, it's may or may not be spooky. I don't think it's like spooky in the <laughs> traditional sense. I was just kidding. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. We're finally, uh, we're finally um, unwrapping that old chestnut. I think that's the phrase, right? Yeah, that's a, that's un, a thing. You unwrap a chestnut? You just said it. Yeah. Um, so there is a boss fight book, uh, a book, a paper book. Or a Kindle book, if paperback, digital, Kindle. Yep, just like a paperback novel. Um, nope, don't want to say that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't get the reference. It's a Nickelback reference. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, we're doing a book club at some point towards the end of October or possibly the early November. It's going to be like a roundtable discussion thing. Yeah. Um, so if you want to join a, a conversation about Metal Gear Solid, if you want to join us in this attempt at a prototype event of a book club, let's see how this thing goes sort of deal. Uh, join us and read the boss fight book about Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Which um, you can put a, Dan will put a link in, in the description yeah, here with, yes. with that. It's, it's pretty short. So don't be intimidated. It's pretty not short a long to you. book. It's, it's, it's like the length of a chapter reader book that your elementary student might read. <laughs> so it's not long and it's probably uh, less than 200 pages. It's got pages. lots I don't of, know. Yeah, absolutely. There's <laughs> lots of uh, information about the history and the development of the game. Yeah. And I haven't read one of these boss fight books, but I, I have heard glowing reviews. Yeah, about they're them. great. They're fantastic. So uh, excited to, to, to try to get this, uh, this video game book club thing to try to give it a whirl. We're going to give it a goes. shot. See how it goes. We don't know how it's going to go, but we got to try. If you need more information, you can send us a DM and we can get you sorted on that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, other than that, Jordan, do we got anything else? I think that's going to do it for this this episode, for this month. And uh, I'm looking forward to being back with y'all in spooky season. Spooky season. We don't have a cute pun for October. Sorry, everybody. I that's, don't know how you Honestly, I, we decided to take a break from the puns, and it's refreshing. You know what, Jordan? I just realized Castlevania 2, Metal Gear Solid, both Konami games. Okay. Is this ok- Okami? No. Are we doing Okami? Certainly not. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't. October doesn't even have a hard case on it. It's an ok. I guess that is a <laughs> Konami. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. No, it it's work. not Akonami. It's Oktona. Okami, which is another video game that people like, I think, generally. But it's funny because it's... Never mind. Anyway. We'll see you in o- o- Okami. See you later. Uh, but today, Jordan, you know, have you heard of Animal Crossing? Yes. Yeah. Big, big Animal Crossing fan. That's the thing that people like. I love it. And there's, there's more of it coming out next month or in no- November. Nobody needs that. Yeah, we need more Animal Crossing in our you lives. Got, did you get the Mario costumes? Is that a thing in it? Um, I did, I personally didn't care about that. Oh, well, pff, fake fan. I'm I, who I've never really claimed to be a huge Mario fan. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. I was talking about Animal Crossing. Oh, but yeah, there, there's like a gazillion things that to collect in that game. One gazillion. Uh, I wouldn't know because I've never actually... There's actually I don't know, as anything. many items in Animal Crossing as there are mini bosses in Super Mario RPG. So like six? Million. <laughs> A million. Uh, we got Animal Crossing music today, Jordan. Ooh, uh, what'd you off, pick? Uh, it's called 3AM. By Curly, oh. off an album called Nook and Chill. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of Animal Crossing music out there that people seem to like a lot. So yeah, 
this just happened to uh, be the one that I picked for today. So Good choice. I hope you Animal Crossing fans enjoy this uh, cover of 3 a.m. by Curly. And I hope you have a, a great Okami. <sighs> See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>